Whether this is her first Mother's Day or her 40th, she deserves more. Shop tons of stunning on-trend jewelry for every budget at Diamonds Direct. Diamond fashion jewelry, beautiful birthstones, everyday pearls, starting at just $200. Commemorate the real loves of her life with a gorgeous pendant featuring the birthstone of the one who made her mom. This Mother's Day, Diamonds Direct is everything you need to say thank you. Diamonds Direct, your love, our passion. Online at DiamondsDirect.com. What's up, this your boy Lil Duval, and check out my podcast, Conversations with Unc, on the Black Effect Podcast Network. Each and every Tuesday, Conversations with Unc podcast feature casuals and in-depth talk about ebbs and flows of life and the pursuit of happiness. Unlike my work on stage, I tap into a more serious and sensitive side to give life advice and simply offer words of encouragement, yet remind folks to never forget to laugh. Every Tuesday, listen to Conversations with Unc, hosted by Lil Duval on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts. Presented by AT&T. Connecting changes everything. You know that feeling when you walk into your home, take a deep breath, and feel new? Well, that's what it's like to use Clorox Sentiva. Because Clorox Sentiva smells like coconut, cleans like Clorox, and feels like energy. It'll elevate any cleaning routine to not just clean, but also make every room smell like a tropical coconut getaway. Discover how Clorox Sentiva's powerful clean and refreshing scents can transform your space. Get yours in coconut or other fabulous scents at a nearby retail store. Guess what, Mango? What's that, Will? All right, so you know that game Clue, and, and I think you know this fact, but you know it came from the game Cluedo in England, right? Yeah, actually, I, I think my cousins in India told me it's a pun on the word Ludo, which was an old Roman game or something. Yeah, that's right. So they changed the name in the U.S. because nobody here plays Ludo. <laughs> but that isn't the only thing they changed. It was kind of interesting to look at the list. So did you know that in the British version, the murder weapons include a fireplace poker, a syringe, an axe, and even a bomb? <laughs> Which is insane. I mean, those don't feel like things you have around the house. I mean, except for the fireplace poker. Yeah, I don't have a lot of syringes or bombs around the house. (laughs) But also the characters are different. There's a Dr. Black, a Mr. Gold, and a Colonel Yellow instead of Mustard for some reason. That makes no sense. I mean, Colonel Mustard's definitely a better name, but... Why change it from yellow? Like, Americans know what yellow is. I feel like Americans know what yellow is. (laughs) But that's just another mystery for players to solve, which is perfect for today's show because it's all about mysteries. So let's dive in. Hey there, podcast listeners. Welcome to Part-Time Genius. I'm Will Pearson, and as always, I'm joined by my good friend, Mangesh Hatikater. And sitting behind the soundproof glass, dusting off his collection of Hardy Boys mysteries, that's our good pal and producer, <laughs> Tristan McNeil. So, I don't know if you feel this way, but every time I hear the word Hardy Boys now, I think of that 30 Rock episode where Jack Donaghy orders a, like, a wine spritzer from the bartender. Right. Do you know what I'm talking about? Yes, I do. <laughs> I love it so much because, like, he gets the drink and the bartender's like, here's your Nancy Drew. And Jack Donaghy goes, for men, it's a hardy boy. <laughs> <laughs> so were you into mysteries the same way I was as a kid? I mean, I liked them, but hearing you talk about how much you were into them, I definitely wasn't Sherlock Holmes for three straight Halloweens <laughs> like you were. So, so why were you so obsessed with it? 
I don't know. I mean, I, I think I like the idea of being my neighborhood Encyclopedia Brown. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and actually, my mom got me these abridged classics as a kid. I, I don't know. Did you ever have those? Yeah, definitely. Yeah, like I, I remember reading like Charles Dickens and Jules Verne and whatever, but I really got hooked on the Sherlock Holmes one. And uh, so much so that I actually started reading all the Sherlock Holmes books in third grade. I mean, I, I read Sherlock Holmes. I, I read uh, Agatha Christie and all the Miss Marples and all that stuff. But I, I was just totally obsessed. So how long did this obsession last? I mean, I, I feel like you're not that into mystery stuff now, are you? No, not, not you're really. You're not just hiding it? <laughs> I, I mean, I do remember trying to solve little mysteries around my neighborhood. And so there was this kid who was just a total liar. And uh, when he first came into the neighborhood, we'd all pull up in front of his house, like on our bikes to greet him. Mm-hmm. And he immediately set off telling everyone he was like the second grade kids world boxing champion, <laughs> which I don't think is a thing but uh you know i mean he was tough looking but clearly lying and i just looked at him and was like you don't have any tan lines if you're <laughs> if you're the world boxing champion you'd have tan from like being around the world and uh i'm pretty sure i read something like that in encyclopedia brown but you know all the kids around me were like yeah he's a liar right right <laughs> so he, he, was, he was claiming to be the second grade world boxing champion yeah. i love that i also love that you just wanted to take him down so much but uh well i couldn't box him <laughs> good for you for cracking that case now of course today we're talking about mystery so i'm guessing you've got some other good stuff up your sleeve so do you do you have a first fact for us yeah, I mean, I actually like the fact that you started with Clue because I've got a Clue fact of my own. But this is actually about Clue the movie. And you saw they're doing a remake, right? Yeah, I'm I'm super excited about it. I mean, if you look at the lineup, there's so many movies that are up my alley right now. Like there's a Clue movie coming out. There's a, there's a Muppets mystery for adults that's coming out. And then two Mr. Rogers movies. I know. Actually, I saw they got Tom Hanks to play him. Mm-hmm. And it was based on that Tom's, you know, Esquire article. It was a ton of fun having Tom on the show not too long ago. But, but anyway, you were saying. Yeah. So Clue the movie. Uh, the funny thing about that movie was that it bombed in theaters. And you know how when we watched it as kids, it had all three endings together at the end of the film. Well, when you actually saw it in theaters, you only got to see one of the endings. So why did they do it that way? It was a gimmick to get people to get to see the movie more times. Mm -hmm. Like, if you wanted to see all three endings, you actually had to pay for three different tickets. Oh, wow. Which I'm guessing was very confusing to the audience. And I also can't imagine the movie would be as good without those three endings together. Yeah, exactly. So critics mostly panned whatever version they saw. Like, the fun really isn't seeing all the endings together. and. I guess newspapers eventually tried to give it a lift by, you know, revealing what ending you were going to see. They mm-hmm. said uh, in the listings it would be ending A, B, or C. <laughs> but uh, but no one really caught on, and it actually only became a hit once it came out on video. Huh. All right. Well, here's another fact for you. So did you know that Sherlock Holmes was almost named Sherringford? <laughs> no. <laughs> it actually sounds like you're just making up a name on the spot, and you couldn't quite come up with something with According to Conan Doyle's original notes, he was leaning towards either Sheringford Holmes or Sharonford Holmes, <laughs> neither of which are real names. <laughs> but this was all until he played a game of cricket. I mean, I, I did know that uh, Conan Doyle was a, a super into cricket. Actually, I, I read this book. Um, he played on J.M. Barry's team, who wrote Peter Pan. Yeah. And, uh, and the team was filled with all these British literary all-stars, like people I love, like H.G. Wells, A. Milne, uh, Richard Kipling, P.G. Woodhouse was on All that team. All on one team? Yeah, That's and crazy. they were supposed to be super fun to hang out with, but also aggressively mediocre as players. I can only imagine. <laughs> well, I guess he got inspired on the pitch because, as he puts it, 
quote, years ago, I made 30 runs against a bowler by the name of Sherlock. And I always had a kindly feeling for that name. Well, I mean, Sherlock Holmes is so much of a better name than Sheringford Holmes. <laughs> it's kind of how, like, Google would be so much less popular if it went by the name of Backrub. Which yeah, is that was the original, name. right? Yeah. yeah, I remember that. All right, so uh, so what else you got? Okay, so here's a fun one about Murder, She Wrote. According to the BBC Four, when reporters crunched the numbers, they found that Cabot Cove, which I'm not sure if you remember, but that's the quaint, idyllic town where Angela Lansbury's character is from. Mm-hmm. Uh, it would actually be the murder capital of the world. Oh, really? <laughs> so apparently 2% of the town's residents died over the course of the show's 12-year <laughs> run, which already feels a little high. Yeah, that's a little much. But the murder rate for visitors was even higher. <laughs> and if you tab it all up, it would be the murder capital of the world right now, and it puts the current murder capital to shame. I love that they actually took the time to uh, to calculate that. Mm-hmm. All right, well, here's a mystery that's a little less murdery than that one. It's <laughs> the secret to Dum Dum Lollipop's mystery flavor. So I always love the mystery flavor, and I'd assume they just picked one flavor a month and wrapped them up in a mystery wrapper, but it actually has a much more interesting story. So basically, the mystery flavor is really just a smart way for the manufacturer to not have to throw out any candy or even spend too much time cleaning the machine. So according to our pal Kara Kowalczyk over at Mental Floss, it's the flavor that mingles together when one flavor rolls off the assembly line and another one comes on. Oh, that's really cool. So the mystery flavor is always changing, I guess. Yeah, that's right. Now, if your taste buds are really sophisticated, you might be able to solve the mystery and figure out what two flavors are in the mix there. (laughs) A real lollipop connoisseur. Mm -hmm. Well, we've got four more facts to go and a trophy to wrestle over, but why don't we pause for a little break? Snag a job is where America goes to hire with the deepest talent pool in hourly hiring. With access to over 6 million active hourly workers, Snag a Job is the all in one solution for hiring high quality employees who can cover all your needs. On demand, tempt to hire part time or full time. You name the position warehouse worker, retail associate, grocery store clerk, fitness trainer, baker, stylist, bellhop, podcast producer. Yeah, Snag a Job's got a worker for that. With our easy-to-use platform, you're able to seamlessly post and fill available positions quickly with a dedicated customer support team to provide all the help you need along the way. Kind of nice knowing you have a talent pool like that in your own backyard, right? Snagajob is the partner you need to keep your business running smoothly. So visit snagajob.com or text snag to 242424 to talk to an expert. Snagajob.com, where America goes to hire. Like many of us, you might think identity theft will never happen to you. But consider this. There's a new identity theft victim every three seconds in the U.S. That's over 15 million people by the end of this year, equal to the populations of New York, Los Angeles, and Chicago combined. Even worse, identity theft victims often don't even know they're victims. That's why LifeLock Identity Theft Protection alerts you to identity threats, even the ones that don't show up on a credit report, like data breaches, fraudulent bank transactions, loan and credit card applications, and crimes committed in your name. If your identity is stolen, your own dedicated LifeLock U.S.-based restoration specialist will work to fix it. LifeLock protects you in ways that you simply can't on your own. Join now and save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com iHeart. 
That's lifelock.com slash iHeart to save up to 25%. Identity theft protection starts here. If you use paper, you're a human. But if you choose paper, you're a papertarian. Someone who lives a paper-based lifestyle because it has a positive impact on the planet. And also because it's the easiest choice you'll make all day. Seriously. It's as easy as reaching for boxed instead of bottled water. It's as easy as opting for beauty products that come in paper packaging. It's as easy as grabbing eggs in a cardboard container. And that's all in one trip to the grocery store, which, if we're being honest, you were planning to go to anyway. But paper isn't just an easy choice. Papertarians know that it's the smart choice, too. Because paper comes from trees, a renewable and sustainably managed resource. And paper products are designed to be recycled. In fact, when you choose products that come in paper-based packaging, those fibers can go on to be recycled up to seven times. So why wouldn't you go Papertarian? I'll wait. Learn more at howlifeunfolds.com slash Papertarian. Welcome back to Part-Time Genius, Nine Things, where today we're talking about mysteries. Now, Mango, we'll get back to the facts in a minute, but, but what do you think about all this recent analysis of Sherlock Holmes? I mean, some versions think that he might be gay. There are people who think he displays classic signs of Asperger's or maybe that he's even a sociopath. I know. I, I'm actually in two minds about this. Like, I have such a fondness for Holmes from when I was a kid that I kind of just want him to be like the character I imagined. Mm-hmm. But... I kind of love those lists that analyze fictional characters now. Like, uh, I, I saw Ariel from The Little Mermaid has been labeled a hoarder because <laughs> she can't get rid of forks and things. Yeah. <laughs> or that, you know, Eeyore is a depressive, which I never thought about as a kid because I just thought he was like bumbling and slow. But, right. you know, it's, it's a serious type. I always think about that great Jeff Rubin interview with Dr. Batman. Now, mm-hmm. listeners, if we haven't talked about it before, our pal Jeff has a great show called The Jeff Rubin, Jeff Rubin Show, and he interviews really interesting people. But one of the people he talked to was this guy who has a doctorate degree in Batman. <laughs> how weird is that? Well, part of the interview was about how Batman is actually a number of characters. Now, he's campy to some people, like fans of the old TV show. He's more of a detective to some and more dark and brooding in some sure, of them. Sure, like the Frank Miller stuff. Yeah, I mean, he's allowed to be all these things in parallel universes. And I guess that's kind of the same with Holmes and all these different interpretations of him. Yeah, that's a good point. So I watched the new Hercule Poirot movie, and in the first scene, I, I'm really not giving it away, but he sets this physical trap for someone. And I was like, why does every detective now have to be an action hero? Like, why can't he just settle for being really, really smart? Yeah, yeah. All right, well, speaking of really smart, what's what's your next fact, Mango? So here's one that kind of builds off your dum-dum story. Did you know that the recipe for chartreuse is a highly kept secret? Mm -mm. It's kind of like Coca-Cola or KFC, and the story is pretty cool. So uh, apparently it's a blend of 130 herbs, plants, and flowers that go into it. Oh, wow. Yeah, and the recipe was given to monks in 1605 by an officer in Henry IV's court. And for some reason, it's been treated as a secret ever since. Only a few monks at any time actually know the recipe. And, you know, a monk's not going to tell the secret. But uh, here's the cool thing about it. The color chartreuse actually gets its name from the color of the liqueur, which itself gets its name from the Grand Chartreuse Monastery, which is where the alcohol is brewed. It's just a long chain of it mm-hmm. gets its name from. That's pretty good. <laughs> All right. Well, since you mentioned KFC, I do have to tell you one fact about that. And 
I'm going to bump off one of my other mystery facts I had, and I'll save it for the future. But in 2016, Colonel Sanders' nephew claimed to have found a copy of the famous chicken recipe in an old scrapbook. And he even allowed the Chicago Tribune to give it a try. I mean, how much of a jerk is this guy for doing this? The family secret, man. But here are the ingredients. So salt, thyme, basil, oregano, celery salt, black pepper, dried mustard, paprika, garlic salt, ground ginger, and white pepper. I mean, for it being such a secret, like, none of it's that surprising. It's not like they had, like, boric acid in it, and that's what gave it the tang. (laughs) (laughs) The reveal was a little anticlimactic, but when they tried it out, apparently it was indistinguishable from KFC's seasoning. All right, well, let's get back to some real mystery. So what's your last fact of the day, Mango? So this is an amazing story I read about on Reddit and then followed a link to a newspaper, but it's from 2008, and this crime is genius. So... A guy wearing a yellow safety vest, safety goggles, a blue shirt, and a respirator mask, and a respirator mask walked up to a guard at a bank in Monroe, Washington. Apparently, Monroe is about 30 miles north of Seattle and it's on a river. And as money's being taken off the truck, he sprays the guard with mace, then grabs a bundle of cash and races off. But here's what's interesting about it when the cops come, there are dozens of people wearing the same uniform that this guy was wearing all around. He'd actually posted a job ad on Craigslist for construction workers, and he told them to show up at a particular time and wear the same outfit, and he'd promised wages of $29 an hour to them, enough that there was like this huge crowd of them. And so he disappears into this crowd. But this is the funniest part. Instead of using a getaway car, he got in an inner tube and tubed (laughs) down the river that was near the bank and made this clean escape. (laughs) Oh, wow. But not a quick escape. But but did they find him? I know. It feels so relaxed. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I I guess they didn't because the last article I found was a journalist trying to track down Craig from Craigslist to see if he had any clues. Oh, wow. That's pretty good. Okay. Well, I've got a pretty good mystery to close this. So have you heard about the president's mystery? I, I don't think I have. What is it? And I don't know how I hadn't either, but it was fun looking this up for this episode. So Franklin Roosevelt was apparently obsessed with mysteries. And he didn't think there were that many good ones out there. So he started to write his own. Now, he came up with an idea. So there's this guy, Jim Blake, who doesn't really love his life. He's in a bad marriage, dead-end job. So he decides to try to scam $5 million and then disappear without being traced. But the thing is, Roosevelt couldn't quite figure out how Blake would get away with it. So he'd come up with an idea, then figure out a solution for finding him. And so he decided to take his problem to an author that he liked, Fulton Orsler. And then this is where we get political. They decide to solve it by committee. So they recruited five or six other top mystery writers at the time, and each of them took a chapter within the story. They'd have Blake run, then leave him in this bad situation for the next person to figure out. And it was really good. So the story gets serialized in a magazine, and it's called The President's Mystery. Then it was published into a book and even turned into a movie in 1936, which gave Roosevelt a movie writing credit as a sitting president. That's pretty amazing. But the coolest thing about it, no one actually solved FDR's original problem, at least not until 1967 when Earl Stanley Gardner wrote a final, final chapter and had his hero Perry Mason close the case. Oh, that's awesome. I actually had a fact about Roosevelt's son, Elliot, who was a mystery writer and uh, based his lead detective on his mom, Eleanor Roosevelt. <laughs> but even though I'm a Holmes fan and even though I had an Eleanor Roosevelt fact, I think I'm going to let you walk away with this week's fact off trophy. Thank you. I'm honored. Actually, before we go, we just wanted to say we got a note on Twitter from one of our listeners, Nicole, and she had a difficult thing happen to her recently and asked for a light episode this week. So, Nicole, we hope this did the trick. 
Thank you guys for listening. This is Malcolm Gladwell from Revisionist History. eBay Motors is here for the ride. With some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Brake kits, LED headlights, whatever you need, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists, like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bob Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Puma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds from Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club. Are you still searching for your perfect place to call home? Well, now is the time to buy at Fisher Homes. If you're looking to move in before the end of 2024, May could be your last opportunity to start building your dream home and close before the year's end. If you're hoping to move in even sooner, Fisher Homes also has homes that are move-in ready and waiting for you, where you can start enjoying the benefits of homeownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with a new home advisor today at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home.